welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host Leanne Hunt and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Well hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of the podcast and uh, depending on whether you are in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere you'll probably be thinking in terms of uh, autumn or spring and um, of course we in the southern hemisphere are thinking in terms of spring. uh, Spring according to our calendar the the way we sort of expect to see it is that on the 1st of September the, the weather should warm up significantly and things should start looking all green and flowery well um funnily enough i'm recording this on the 2nd of september and yesterday the 1st of september was much much colder and rainier than we've seen in ages so um it's rather funny um it's definitely doesn't feel like uh the the kind of spring that you would normally associate with um warmer weather and lots of buds and blossoms and things although I'm very aware that this is great for my garden and uh, it's lovely to see that the lawn which was cut short at the end of uh, summer and has rested the entire winter we haven't cut it at all has started to shoot beautifully and um, all the the um, the little spears of grass are standing up straight and tall and I can just see that we're going to be mowing uh, regularly from now on just to keep up with the growth because it's definitely going to take off plus of course I've been adding a lot of compost to the lawn and the the garden beds and um, my worm towers which I spoke about some time ago in the podcast have ensured that I've got lots of good soil life um, under the ground and I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to pan out in the in the weeks ahead so if you are in the southern hemisphere we look forward to nice warm weather sunny skies <laughs> and lots of growth and if you are in the northern hemisphere i'm sure you'll be starting to think in terms of uh, changing your wardrobe getting your warmer things out and um, uh, preparing for the colder weather to arrive <laughs> so as i record this i am working again on one of my lovely striped diagonal squares the ones that i learned about in the the k-a-s-k-a-l the knitter square knits along Uh, This one is in a sort of a cranberry and cream color, the main color being the cranberry and the stripes being the cream. Now, I I actually, because I I so love this particular pattern, I I went out and I bought myself a packet of five balls of of cranberry and five balls of cream. And I'm probably going to be making a whole lot of these striped squares. And then um, if I get bored of them, I'll make some plain, plain Janes or some um, half and half diagonals uh, in the same colors so that I can send them in and it'll be a good uh, foundation for a blanket. Um, So that's that. I'm busy knitting on that. And in fact, (laughs) as I speak, I've got myself horribly tangled up with my yarn. But uh, there, that's a bit better. All right. And then um, Uh, Coming up in this episode, I've got a a really news-packed interview with Rhonda and Estelle. Rhonda has sort of been out of the picture for a little while because she's been moving house. And I know that um, that was quite a a busy time for her. But fortunately, she's now settled. She moved house from 
the northern part of Johannesburg to the eastern part of Johannesburg. And uh, you'll hear her talk about her new home. It sounds lovely. So I hope you're going to enjoy the episode. Uh, Sit back and enjoy your knitting. Rhonda and Estelle, um, great to speak to you again because it's been some time before we've had this kind of a call. Um, Rhonda, well, first of all, do you want to just say hello to everybody? Yes, I do. Hello, everyone. From um, the other side of town now where we are settling in really beautifully, I must say. We are loving our new smaller space and... um, a smaller garden and there's a lot to do which is always good you know it's not it's not actually um a done a done thing we've got lots of gardening to do and i'm going to make a rockery we've still got boxes and boxes to unpack because of course we moved from larger premises and we found at our age find it hard to throw stuff away so we have brought rather too much but we will we will get that through that we've still got a suitcase of peters on the in the middle of the bedroom floor which i trip over every now and then Um, and i'm sure that every item of clothing in it is unnecessary (laughs) to keep the peace i just keep tripping over the suitcase that's fine but we are loving this space it is so it feels so safe here. We sleep with our windows open at night with no bars. We don't have any alarms or armed response teams um, on board, so we're not paying for that expense. And the neighbours are friendly and welcoming, and without exception, they have all said, well, you are never going to regret moving to Lakeside Village because we all love it so much. Sounds fantastic, Wanda. Uh, yeah, so- we are delighted. We really are. We've, as I say, got lots to do. We've still got workers here painting, and but I will send some photographs once they are um, all finished, and you can see our colour scheme, and and it's been a wonderful experience so far. So that's happy. Mm-hmm. And in with regard to the post, um, I phoned the postmaster yesterday, and he said there were sixteen parcels but i felt that uh, since we are now paying um bernard to take his van collect the parcels take them to the casbon and then disinfect them so that there is no interface uh, between uh, me and the post office at mm-hmm. my age right um that I wouldn't send him every week for 16 parcels. So if you forgive me, I'm going to wait until next week and taste at the post office, the postmaster, he did agree with that. He thought that that was better as well. He doesn't know the implications of, of the costs. but um, And as long as he's got space, which I'm sure he has. Well, I asked his permission and he said, absolutely fine, we'll see you next Monday. So... <clears throat> Hopefully on Monday, Monday we'll be able to collect a decent-sized post. Mm. And we had plenty of squares to work with anyway. We didn't need those. Yes, 
So, I so, think the thing is that people, local people, have so stepped up and done knitting and crocheting during lockdown. And the lady who runs this village, um, who's quite a fierce person, mm-hmm. I um, I met her the other day, and she saw my van, and she immediately said, "Oh wow!" She said, "I've been crocheting a whole lot of beanies and squares, and I didn't know what to do with them." So. So, you know, it, it'll start locally. It will. Well. Fantastic. So, Estelle, you, you were at the barn yesterday. Will you tell us a little bit about um, what you did and who came in? Yes, well, um, there was um, Anna and Audrey and Liz and myself, so mm-hmm. the four of us. And because it was the end of the month, I thought we'd better finish the the, the square count for McCain. I had managed to, to count about a thousand and four the other day, wow. but we still had another thousand to do. So so they all helped, and that was fantastic because now we've got that number, which was just under two thousand, was about one nine something. And uh, we also got uh, about, was it 1,200 from Lit for Life? So it's been a good month for squares, I think. Oh. Uh, a lot of uh, local uh, contributors had brought squares to Rhonda before she moved and then, then to the barn. Yeah. And yesterday, Kogi's um, husband came, Rhonda, Eight. with the most exquisite uh, uh, panels. You know, in fact, they weren't blankets. They weren't, and, and far too intricate for a baby blanket. So oh. I brought them home to get a try and get very nice photographs so everyone can see but they are absolutely beautifully done and then we've got to decide whether to increase them to make a blanket or Mm. give them to a very small child so so he brought those and then also quite a few plain ones that she'd done Mm. and then Cheryl who dropped at the gate I didn't know that she was going to but the security guard brought them down also very nice squares and um, Pearl, who had distributed a few months ago in Kai Sands, mm-hmm. she was going to come, but she rang and said that she was on her way to Limpopo, so she must probably come next week or next time we open. Yes. So, so it was that and trying to get rid of all the masses of squares we had <laughs> on the table. We didn't yes. quite finish, <laughs> but um, we did quite a lot, and it was... Bitterly cold in the barn <gasps> yesterday. Oh, I yes. can imagine. It's no sunshine. Freezing. Yes, I don't know how Liz sits at the end of that table, and I keep on telling her to move, but she's just fine. Estelle, it was nice. Mm. It, it, the the McCain people are local, aren't they? They're a, it's a company. Yes, you're McCain about. vegetables. You know mm. frozen vegetables. Mm-hmm. McCain's frozen vegetables. Did they do it as a company um, project then? They did, and they've got a couple of branches, I think, in Belleville, mm-hmm. um, Centurion, and their head office is in Rosebank. Nice. And, and they brought... You, I, I, I spoke to that lady and said to her, I always buy your oven chips. They are <laughs> delicious. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> they sent, um, you know, hang of a lot of squares and someone had knitted blue and white ones and started sewing them up and got tired and then they started changing sizes these squares but <laughs> yesterday audrey she had t- taken them 
and uh, we stuck to those and she can change sizes and things like that and she bought the blanket which she did, which was absolutely gorgeous. So um, I want to send that to McCain and say, thank you, here's one of your blankets. But um, Athlete took it, so, you know, we'll send it once it's around a child. And And you've got photos. I appreciate that. Lovely. Yes. Um, And then... um, Wonderful idea. Thank you. mm, Thank you. Knit for Life, uh, 10 boxes had arrived um, about two weeks ago. I think, mm. Rhonda, we just happened to be there on a Tuesday. Yes. So that was lucky. And then Athelé and I went to sort out blankets for her distribution. And she said, let's open these. So I said, well, what about McCain? No, no, we're opening these first. So we opened them and there were beautiful blankets in them. She mm. took about 30 of them. Oh, to, so we'll see them all with with the children mm. and um, when is she going she's going on friday i think and i think she's meeting sandra uh, pillay on saturday right and sandra has also asked her to bring some baby things because she says that these babies that are born there are going home wrapped in newspaper. Oh, no. um, so we try to f- um, find some little of those fish and chip sets, I think Judith Sullivan had said, mm-hmm. and some baby blankets. So we took, you know, what we thought were baby blankets and things like that, and she's got a couple of things. She doesn't want to go into the hospital. Sandra had arranged for her to go and hand them over to get a photograph but uh, she said she yes. didn't want to go you know with COVID around yeah, yes but um but she will go and see the children fantastic so one that was they sent beautiful um soft toys and so many of them i can't remember the numbers but i think rhonda's got them mm-hmm. and um i can't remember what else i was saying about them <laughs> <laughs> But that'll be lovely. Are those going down to Jekka Joe's as well, or are they going to be for a different distribution? Uh, um, I think she's no. I think she was. She sorted out the smallest toys she could find, you know, because ah. to get all these things into her car. Of course. And uh, what else I was saying is that Knit for Life says now with lockdown, <clears throat> they've had in England as well. Um, everyone's doing more knitting and more crocheting because they have more time at home. Course. It's yes, that's true. Fantastic. I think that's true. Mm. All over the world, actually. It's just the post yes. that has held up, but there should be a deluge of stuff once it's all open again. Yes. No matter when yes. it is. Mm. And I think, uh, well, Nitro said they might even send more parcels this year, you know. So, okay. Yes. So Fantastic. That will be great. So we're not short of uh, squares with all this you know, lockdown and not knowing what's going on. We've been able to carry on and do a couple of things and uh, have a few distributions, which has been great because I think we've had a very harsh winter. It's been very cold. it has been very, very cold. And it's been amazing, actually, that I think we will end up um, distributing in excess of 2,000 blankets, which at the beginning of this um, season and this year with COVID, it really was in doubt whether we could operate at all. So it's yes. been pretty miraculous. Yes, that's, yes right. that's fantastic. And we've got a pile. I mean, I think you yeah. saw the photograph yesterday of the cake. It's growing and growing. And we cleared <laughs> that totally when Wendy came to take photographs. Fantastic. That's right. Gee. Mm-hmm. 
That's yeah, going well. And Rhonda, have yes, you got an update on. on the volunteers in Soweto? Have you heard from them? I speak to the volunteers every now and then, and we've had discussions discussions on the board member WhatsApp. Um, they all miss Nitus Square so much. Mm. I think they feel a bit ruthless and yeah. pointless at the moment. But in their situation, they really um, need to be extra careful because social distancing is so difficult. Um, and there's so much overcrowding in a place like Soweto. That, yes. That, um, you know, and even the taxis are full and so on. And if they keep the windows open, I mean... I don't know that it makes a lot of difference. Those people are very unprotected and mm. we, we need to keep them in our prayers all the time because mm. they're very vulnerable. Yeah. And I guess with the Gogo groups as well, they're not meeting in community centers at the moment, are they? No, they're not. So there's no sewing of squares. So mm. that's come to a grinding halt. And mm. I believe that's a problem. I get many calls from the Gogo leaders and you know they are not happy at all yeah but it's nothing to do with us it's the fact that it's a very very difficult year for those who are in lockdown and don't have <coughs> um, the facilities that we do you yes. know so it's really South Africa is in in great need although they seem to be coping well with the the pandemic according to the figures that we're receiving yes yes um, and the recovery rate is is 86 percent or something Mm. which which i think is miraculous in a country where there is so much underlying um comorbidity you know yep that's um, true yeah it's a long hard road and of our our board members are struggling Mm. Mm. All right. Well, at, at least as as Estelle says, I mean, we've we've got uh, local people um, bringing stuff into the barn, and we've got many groups um, sewing up the blankets, and the distributions are still happening. So it's yeah. quite it's quite amazing we've been able to keep going through all this. It really is. It's been a, quite an eye opener indeed mm, as to what what can be done, you know, and everybody does their bit and pulls together. <laughs> And we've got many more local um, interest groups and uh, people interested, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it all happens. Um, That's good. So uh, it, it, would you like to just send a message out to the members before I um, bring this to an end? Yeah, sure. I, I would just like to send our love to all of them and, you know, hope that, that they are all weathering this awful storm as best as possible and pray that they keep healthy and strong and that they will just keep their eye on perhaps next year when we really do hope at some stage to get back to normal no Mm. matter when that is um that it will things will come back to normal no doubt about it and um and this is a time of you know i suppose quietness and reflection and if in the meantime they found find an outlet for some of their squares closer to home where there are no postal issues and so on and so forth. You know, Nitsa Square would would um, happily uh, encourage that because people all over the world are struggling and suffering. And after all, we're going to go into summer now. So, right. you know, if uh, rather than let them pile up in their spare rooms and cause 
uh, friction in the family, you know, if there are, uh, I don't know, local charities, mm -hmm. then you know, Nitta Square grants permission. We would love to hear about it. That's mm. all. Because yes. We will count it as a Nitta Square donation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and save on post and one thing or another, we are not holding you to, you know, keeping piles of stuff until the middle of next year or whenever it might all straighten out. Yeah, yes. So we send lots of love. And you, Estelle? Yes, I lost you for a while there. Oh. But, um, yes, I just think um, what Rhonda says is absolutely true. You know, we can go on like this and, and it's been amazing to keep busy because all my friends who who so upset oh we just need to do something every night if we're watching tv or something conscious so mm. so we've had enough to keep everybody busy and yes. uh, do a couple of distributions and i think that's been amazing in the situation fantastic Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for um, chatting to me, both of you. And we think of um, Athelay on her way down to uh, Maritzburg towards the end of this week. And yes. we'll be looking out for pictures of that distribution at Jicker Joe's. What's wonderful. Great. Thanks, Leanne. Sure. Thank you so much. Okay. Everyone Good. keep well. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Estelle. Thanks, Rhonda. Bye-bye then. Bye-bye. I hope you gained something from that lovely um, chat between myself and Rhonda and Estelle because I think we're all just so amazed that things are continuing as they are. It really has been such a strange and um, unusual time. And of course, we, we're still very much in the thick of things uh, as far as the actual pandemic is concerned. Um, I don't know what it's like where you are, but uh, we're still getting um, on average between 50 and 150 uh, deaths a day because of COVID-19 and our infection rate is still pretty high although um, as Rhonda did say in the interview um, it's much lower than we did expect at the beginning when we were all taking measures with the intense lockdown. Um, and of course uh, this would normally be in the uh, northern hemisphere the time when uh, schools and workers returning from the summer break so whether you are heading back to the office or whether you are um, making a plan to work from home or study from home um, I just I, I hope that you are managing to formulate a, cup, a kind of a routine around all the things that you have to do um, but I, I did hear something really interesting yesterday while I was listening to a podcast and um, it was something that was shared by the psychologist Martin, Martin Seligman, who was the founder of Positive Psychology. He began as a clinical psychologist many years ago. He's in his late 70s now. Um, and from clinical psychology, which started out, um, well, which does actually by, by definition, uh, deal with um, pathologies and illnesses and the sort of the, the negative side of psychology where you've got people really suffering. He he began to look more on the side of, of what inspired people to become more help or to help themselves and to, um, to make something um, out of what they've got, e even though it may not be very much. Uh, anyway, 
When asked what he had to say about the COVID pandemic and uh, what what advice he could give, he was very forthright and he said, yes, definitely he's got some advice to share. He said, for um, for keeping yourself as healthy as possible and staving off an infection and um, uh, increasing your your um, perhaps immunity to illness, he said, have fun. Just make every effort you can to have fun, be merry, be cheerful, laugh a lot. And just make your life as as um, as fun-filled as you possibly can. So whether that involves um, sort of having a puppy around or or doing something um, that makes you laugh, watching videos, or or perhaps just um, uh, playing a game or um, you know getting around on Zoom and sharing happy stories or whatever it is, but have lots of fun. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And then the other thing he said when it comes to recovering and, um, and how to increase your resilience to get through this and start again on the other side when things get back to some kind of normality. He said the most important thing there is hope and optimism. He said people who don't have hope, who are negative in their outlook, um, tend not to be resilient and they tend to become um, helpless and they feel as if they've been victimized um, but the people that do have a sense of hope and they can see that there could be a brighter future even if they don't know what that brighter future is but they just somehow feel that things will work out for the best those people are the ones that have a strong sense of resi- well, a strong capacity for resilience and for recovering from sort of some kind of a really big trauma or crisis so um, I just want to leave you with that Uh, first one is have lots of fun and the second one is cultivate hope and optimism and that's something that we can do for ourselves and we can certainly do for each other uh, by encouraging each other so that's all from me and i hope you've enjoyed the the episode please um if you have a moment do rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever else you uh, pick your podcast up um, because that helps the the podcast be more discoverable when people are searching for knitting podcasts and it'll obviously get the word out to more knitters who are perhaps looking for a community to join and hopefully they'll enjoy uh, listening to Knitter Square and becoming part of the, the cause. So that's all from me for today and I, I just want to say um, yeah keep, keep well keep safe and have lots of fun. (laughs) So this is Leanne Hunt casting off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.